If you've struggled with stress, balance, or burnout, and simply feel discouraged or even defeated, and if you're ready to move from force to flow and enjoy ultimate Zen success in your career, health, or relationships, then the Zen Success Show is for you. Your host, Carissa Sims, is an entrepreneur, corporate consultant, best-selling author, meditation teacher, and healer who has found her own Zen success. Here's your host, Carissa Sims. Welcome to this week's episode of Zen Success. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Dr. Fatima Bostos Choi. Am I saying your name right? Yes, yes. Yes, you are. <laughs> okay, wonderful. Let's learn a little bit about Fatima. Dr. Fatima, of course. <laughs> Fatima is fine. <laughs> Fatima is fine too. Okay, wonderful. She is the founder and CEO of R&F Holistic Services and Gaia Flow Consulting. She is a graduate of California Institute of Integral Studies with a doctoral degree in transformative learning and change. That's amazing. I didn't even know they had a doctorate in that specialized field. It's so incredible. Her new book, which if you're watching on the video, of course, you can see behind her more than money, five paths to abundance and success for inner centered entrepreneurs is an Amazon bestseller. More information about Dr. Fatima is available at drfatimalifecoach.com. She is a recognized transformational holistic life coach, a respected and sought after facilitator, trainer, consultant, and speaker. Her mission is to help people care for their mind, body, heart, and spirit to achieve their highest potential. As a holistic life coach, Dr. Fatima uses her lived experiences, wisdom, intuition, and inner voice to inspire and support others to become the best and truest versions of themselves in an authentic, joyful way that benefits them, others, and Mother Earth. Welcome, Dr. Fatima. Thank you. Thank you so much, Carissa. It's so wonderful to see you after a few months, uh, you know, when we first met. So thank you for having me on your show. Oh, my pleasure. Yes. And I am always go with the flow, you know, things need to get rescheduled because I always feel that there's a divine timing of things. And whenever my audience is ready for the message, then the teacher will come. <laughs> the teacher will come <laughs> for this powerful message that you have more than money. And I really love the design of your cover. Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, yes, uh, <clears throat> I worked with um, a graphic artist, of course, to do this, but um, she asked me what the book is all about, what is my message, and um, it is truly about the inner centered way of being. And from that inner centered, as opposed to, or not as opposed, but in comparison to being externally focused, you know, because I think our world is so much about out there and we don't really know how to 
go in here. And so I said, I really would love something that radiates from inside out. Mm. And so, so if you can see, it's you like- Describe it for the people listening to the audio, yeah. Yeah, so that's what it, it the r- radiation, so that's why the gold, you know, yellow gold color mm-hmm. from the inside representing our inner soul shining brightly and then and then the ripple effect of that uh and the colors of uh emerald green woven with some purple um is about abundance and also about being centered so um all of those messages was what I communicated and then she came up with this beautiful I feel it embodies the message of coming from the inside allowing that your true self to shine brightly out so you can help more people and achieve what you want which is abundance and success Mm, amazing and and it's interesting that you're talking about the colors because with the green I have heard of that in uh, Asian and Chinese philosophy with jade. And there's a lot of green emerald stones that can represent abundance. And then also with the purple, I have heard of it connected with spirituality and the divine. Have you heard of that too? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And also the, and I think you would know this too, Carissa, the, the kind of the greenish color is also the color of healing. Oh, and, wonderful. Yes. yes. So, yeah. um, you know, the, it's amazing how the emerald green um, can evoke or signify, you know, overall really positive elements. Yeah. And- Health and healing. Oh, that's amazing. And that's important for branding for your business, too. If you if you choose a green color, that's for health. You know, I. I didn't remember that. And so I'm glad that you brought that up. I didn't recommend, I didn't remember that green stood for also healing, which yes. makes sense. That's, that's amazing. Well, I'm do you, sure. yeah, I'm go ahead. Sure Zen success. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have it in there. I know you're right. So there you go. I like subconsciously was like, okay, health and abundance, <laughs> right? If you listen to this, my show. Thank you for pointing that out, my own business logo. Well, do you believe that anyone can be abundant and successful? I 110% believe that. Okay, shout it off the rooftops. Show us your passion. Yes, I do. Um, And the reason is that abundance and success is inherent in, I believe, is inherent in our true nature. Mm. It is. It's just that somehow growing up, uh, we've heard all kinds of different voices that tell us differently, Mm. that tell us that we're not worthy, or that no, you have to struggle so much. And and of course, life has that too. Mm -hmm. Um, And that only certain people are entitled to you know abundance and success that's true within society sometimes we see success and abundance as money but it can also mean other things you know so i'm sure you'll talk about that 
but we sometimes have this narrow focus also Mm -hmm. of success. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it's external rather than internal, but yeah, go on and carry on talking about it. Yeah. And so, um, because of these voices and messages and what we see, there is this feeling that, oh, I don't think so. I don't think, I don't think I deserve that, or I think I can do that, or I don't have the this, I don't have the that. So those are the the voices and messages that we hear. So this in inherent abundance and success that is really inside of us and we were created with that I do believe somehow gets stifled gets suppressed get discounted and it doesn't grow and it doesn't manifest Mm. Um, and so that you know I wrote the book more than money to say and this is also responses from the entrepreneurs that I interviewed and in fact one of them said you know Fatima business is more than money and that that is what that stuck in my head I love that it is really more than money and I said is it okay you know this is how the book got started but so yes I do believe that and I encourage everyone who's listening who's watching to please take that in let's take that in let's Mm. affirm that yeah yeah and let's find a way to connect with what we already have and who we already are so that we can manifest it. Sometimes we just need to find a way. And this is why the inner centered approach and you know um, way of being that I'm really espousing and encouraging people is because we are tapping into our inner wisdom that is that will never betray us, but will always uplift us. Um, external voices are so I mean they're important too I mean you know here you and me are becoming external for others yeah we're a positive influence hopefully yeah right um but at the same time at the end of the day we need to be able to connect to that inner voice that inner coach inside of us and that wisdom that's inside of us to guide us um yeah oh that's that's beautiful and I love how you said inherently we we are abundant because we are created for a purpose to be a vessel for more creation. So yes. uh, it's and it can get lost that that truth of that um, with the self doubt that you're talking about or external influences. So mm-hmm. how could ho- coaching help our audience or anyone who's listening? Yes, I think um, this is what I, I, you know, from my own experience, of course, mm-hmm. I just say this, that from my own experience, what helped me, what helped me to reconnect with that inner voice is through the help of, you know, a spiritual coach um, and um, through the different practices that kind of awaken the different cells in my body that have been blocked because mm. of stress. Because of stress. So oh. in, in, in uh, ah, that, that is one of the things that we may not realize when we have chronic stress or high ah. stress is the 
the different cells that we have um, 365, you know, acupressure points and openings in our body. But when we have a, a chronic stress, tension, anxiety, these tend to get blocked. Mm. And so when they tend to get blocked, it also blocks our inner consciousness. And so oh, that's out, fascinating. I've never heard someone say that about stress. You know, because everybody is talking about how stress is detrimental to your health, causes heart attacks, strokes, and and I've even heard of 80% of diseases. But to hear from you that it impacts our abundance, our creative spark, that makes so much sense. I'm so excited about that revelation. Well, let's let, let just put it in very, you know, kind of... Em- and feel it. Yes. When we have, um, you know, like right now, think about, uh, think about something really like horrible and like <laughs> something. Like, what? What? what or, or yeah, your, a car uh, accident just came to me. A car accident. Yeah. something. What does your body do? Oh, Is your, that? Exactly. Is your body relaxed? <laughs> no. You know, you, we tense up. Mm-hmm. We breathe in, but we don't breathe out. And think mm-hmm. about being in that state of tension, of holding, holding, mm. and, and instead of breathing out. So in that chronic state of tension created by stress of, or how we deal with stress, mm-hmm. over time, over time, the these um, meridians or openings, energy mm-hmm in our bodies really do get blocked and 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 the other thing is that that blockages at some point manifest physically physically Mm -hmm. and so there is a great deal of research and you know uh, literature on on the energetic manifestation of stress Mm. And and so for me at that time Honestly, I was commuting from Los Angeles or the Burbank area of LA to San Francisco. And I did that for eight years every week. So what did you, did you fly up there or did you drive? Oh, okay. No, I I flew. So just about every Monday. I was going to say driving. First of all, I'm imagining you going every day. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, it was such, um, I, I can't. You know, as I recall now, yeah. like my God, I actually did that. You know, <laughs> and and this was while raising my son. You know, but oh, the, wow. the purpose was I wanted to give him the best life that I could. Mm. And so, um, however, that kind of lifestyle was so stressful. And there came a time, even though I was at the peak of my corporate career, I felt so empty, empty, mm. empty, empty, and. There was, I, I knew, Carissa, I knew my soul was dying. Oh my God. That's so beautiful to have that realization that it was crushing your soul. You know, it's interesting uh, not to take away too much from your story, but I also, I commuted to Silicon Valley from Los Angeles. I lived at the beach. I lived in Manhattan beach, LA. 
I know exactly where that is. So I know, but, but you know, I had no awareness of, I didn't really have an awareness of my spiritual path or my soul or anything like that. I was young, you know, I was just like going for it. And, and, um, I didn't realize that it was maybe creating stress. Like, like you had, you, you woke up and, and realize that. So I just find it interesting for me. It was just like, Oh yeah, this is what I do. And you know, so. Yes. And I think we do, we do get on that bandwagon, especially, mm -hmm. you know, I think for us women and, um, yeah. and so it's exciting, you know, it, it, it's yeah. like we get wrapped up in, in the success and the excitement, uh, you know, and, and it's like, I was like, Oh yeah. Meeting the same people going up to Silicon Valley on the airplane every week. And, I, I was like flying high. I thought it was cool, you know, <laughs> but it, but it takes its toll on you. Yes, it certainly did, you know, for me. And, you know, so this is why your question, how can we as coaches help people is that through the spiritual, I, I so remember uh, when I became director at, you know, city and um, for and the, that's the bank, right? City. Yes. Uh, this is city bank. Yes when I became a director, I really felt the saying, it's lonely at the top. Now I'm not top, 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 but I felt that, oh my God, I'm by myself. Who can I talk to about my problems? Because yeah. there's a certain fear of being vulnerable. You know, I right. so much back then, um, but I had a spiritual coach. I would call Howard Badhand and uh -huh. I knew about him in my book. And, and um, talked to him about what I was going through. And he gave, gave me a different perspective, not the corporate perspective, but truly a, a more holistic, a, a, a more spiritual, that really fed my soul and really helped me to kind of get clear about who am I? Mm. Why am I here? And what do I really want? And then um, through his coaching, and then I also uh, studied with another spiritual teacher, and and I learned about energy. That's uh, the first you know teacher that I learned about energy and how the energy impacts both all the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual aspects of who we are. So I do believe as coaches we can help others by asking questions by by really questions that get to the kind of heart of the matter for them and helping them um, see that they have the answers inside, right? It's mm -hmm. not our answers for them, even though maybe these answers work for us, but finding their own answers and then trusting that, trusting that and following that. So. I feel that that's our value, you know, that's how we can help others. Yeah. Our coaching process. Oh, that's wonderful. And I love how you said that, that it's not necessarily that you as a coach or me as the coach have the answers. It's removing the blocks. It's giving our clients the confidence that they do have the answer within them. Yes, yes, yes. And, and, yeah. 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 Because mm -hmm. because that's so inspiring. 
because we want to lift people up and not have them be necessarily dependent on a coach. And, but it is sometimes in your life, you need a little push. You need an outside perspective. I know that's true for me too. In my life, I definitely need another person to kind of see the blind spots because sometimes we're just go, go, go. And having a different perspective is really helpful in addition to connecting with that deep spirituality within. Yes, absolutely. And I think that um, it's also helping, let's say, our our clients, people who come to seek Mm -hmm. our our help, that they're first and foremost, they have the answers and then provide them the ways to tap into that, you know, because, yeah, the tools. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tools. The, the the you know practices that that can help them connect deeper and tap and access that inner wisdom that they already have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, tell me a little bit about your background. Where did you grow up? Well, well what, uh, what did you learn from uh, your experience and from my. First, I am the firstborn of five children. And um, I came to the U.S. from the Philippines right after. Okay, Okay. I went to the Philippines before. Yeah, yeah, I went to Boracay and Cebu and a little village called Tiburon, of course, landing in Manila and then going out to other places. Yeah, Um, I love the Philippines. I love the people. They treated us like family. Yeah. Oh, I'm happy to hear that. Uh, Um, That's a side note. uh, Yeah. That's wonderful, Carissa. So we have so many things in common. Yeah. So I, after graduating from college, um, I, you know, taught first uh, in our students and then came to the United States, like many Filipinos. Oh, yes. Absolutely. To the American dream, you know, whatever yeah. it is, but whatever that is. But I was just curious, can we go back a little bit to like you being the oldest? Did you yeah. learn very much from your family? Did you feel a responsibility taking care of everybody or like what? That's, yeah. What was part of your uh, childhood? Uh, that's kind of interesting too, because I'm finding that there's some similarities with firstborns. And oh. that was for me, I had this, um, I, I took on a lot of unwritten, you know, responsibilities. I uh, eat, taking care of my brothers and sisters, um, being a good student. I guess I took on this. I have to, I have to be a model. Even though I didn't say those words, yeah, I didn't say those words, but I took it on that I I needed to to be a good student. I needed to be an obedient daughter. I needed to take care of my brothers and sisters. Thus, thus pursuing the American dream is I have to be the one to go out there and help make my family a better, a better life. You know, so I just took those on. And one of my sisters said, said to me not too long ago, she said, you know that growing up, you wouldn't let us out of the house until we made our beds and we cleaned our rooms. Wow. <laughs> said that I was the one who actually taught them discipline because my our mother was a business 
this woman. And, oh. um, and, and so, and in fact, I was her assistant at age 12. Oh, so, how wonderful experience. So many like stories my brothers and sisters were telling me. And then also this was like so long ago, right? And whenever it was my mom's birthday, my father's birthday, Christmas or any event, I would gather my siblings and say, okay, so what's our program? Who's gonna sing? Who's gonna do this? And by the way, we need to get a gift. So I need some money from your allowances. Yeah. <laughs> so they said that that is what they remember growing up is discipline, um, you know, make your bed, clean the house, and most of all, show love and respect for mom and dad. Um, oh, that's so wonderful. Is there, yeah, go ahead. No, my mom really encouraged me to come to the U.S. Oh. Yes, but my father was so against it. My father said, why do you have to leave? What's wrong with our life here? Well, why? Yeah, he was going to miss you. He was feeling like maybe he really loved you and wanted. Well, no doubt. My father was the softy, you know. And <laughs> <laughs> that was the tiger mom. Yeah. Uh, but, but typical, my mom always prevailed. So I came to the U.S. and... Oh, so many struggles. You know, I was so young. So many struggles. No relatives, really. I came Yeah. Out. How yeah. old were you when you came? High school? 21, yeah. Was that, did you finish college first? I actually, I finished college. I taught for a year at our province and then didn't renew my contract. I just knew, oh, I'm, I'm going, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, um, those first years, oh my, there's so many struggles. And every time I was faced with them, I thought about my father. And uh, I said, maybe he was right after all. And he would write and say, come back, come back. Oh my gosh, come back. But, but there was this mm, fighting spirit inside me, which I took from my mom. All yes. of us, actually, from my mom. And so... But not give up. Not give up, to keep yeah. going, to keep going and... And, and so that's what got me through, you know, got me through all of these uh, challenges to this day. And as I'm here now so many years, um, that very first purpose, and this is why I write about path of purpose in my book, because it is really in many ways about my life, but that purpose of giving my family a better life. And actually I did, my, my parents, did come and they came back and forth but then one day they sat me down and said thank you very much for all your hard work of getting us here but we are happier in the Philippines and just stay there I can understand that you know and I was like huh you know but I of course I understand uh -huh. yeah you just want to be with them I mean that was like your heart I wanted to bring everything Everybody here. Yeah, that's of yeah. course like Filipinos do. And so, but that, you know, realization that, you know, happiness is not in the United States, you know, that that realization. It's in your heart. It's wherever we are in our hearts. And 
family and all of that. So uh, it was a, a, a big lesson for me of letting go and really respecting my parents' uh, wishes. And, and, um, and, you know, and so it was cool. You know, I went on with my life. Yeah. <laughs> you blessed them and moved on. Now, is, is there a particular influence, uh, mentor that you had in your life? Definitely, Carissa, it's definitely my mom. And what's so interesting is that since I'm the firstborn, uh, I realized later later on that a lot of my mom's challenges, she confided in me, even though I was so young. She trusted me. She, wow. she really did. And so while I was writing the book, actually, she was my muse. I like felt her channel uh, you know, through me. She passed away in 2020. Oh, 2020. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, so that's so beautiful. I just wanted to get the context. Yes. Yes. Energy. Um, she, she really did. And through writing the book, I got to, oh my God, it's the best gift. I got to really understand my mom. I got to understand why she was a tiger mom, why, you know, so many awakenings that mm. I, I, I don't know how, how I could have gotten that, but through the grace of God and through her own grace of, you know, coming through me, working through me. Yeah. So my mom is my influence, my biggest influence. Uh, I worked with her, like I said, because she had a, a beauty shop she had a boutique she had she was all into <laughs> beauty and um at age 12 I was working with her I you know greeted customers I learned customer service I went door to door collecting money from those who owed her I mean it was and then later on when I went to Manila for college I went to um where she you know her her merchandise, those store people, those business people, I got to know them. So there was so much of that entrepreneurial spirit that I didn't realize then were like those seeds coming out, you know, I mean, coming into me. Yes, yes. That early age. Um, it took a long while because I kind of took the more the corporate route. But then later on, I guess this is why I so believe that when you have that seed, and somehow find a way to not lose it, it will blossom. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. Well, let's talk about your book, uh, More Than Money, Five Paths to Abundance and Success for Inner-Centered Entrepreneurs. What are the five paths? Well, okay, the five paths are, as I, I said earlier, one is the path of purpose. So I feel that this is, you know, especially with, good business people we always have this purpose and we want to make more money you know we want <laughs> yeah we want to grow or yeah grow the company get bigger yes and we want to be independent we want to have our own authority we want to you know all, all of those of course I felt all of those too I want to have my freedom I want and later on you discover you really don't I mean, it's like you don't have the freedom that you thought you'd have with all yeah with all that money but that's what you really want that feeling of being free that opportunity mm -hmm. however 
this is why I start with purpose. So why, why are you in business? So why are you doing what you're doing? So the path of purpose really puts us front and center as to, I feel those three questions. Who am I? Why am I here? What do I really want? And so by connecting with our purpose, we can have can tap into the answers to those three questions that then can guide us. Why, why, why am I in this business? Why am I in this profession? And who am I? Of course, there's so many answers to that. Like I'm a mom, I'm a this, I'm a coach, I'm a that. But go deeper and deeper and you transcend those, you know, kind of physical identi identifications that we have. So starting with purpose, because we have this in our hearts and we are all created for that unique purpose. So I feel that when we connect with that, then we are in alignment. Mm -hmm. We are in alignment. And then the second path is the path of passion. Mm -hmm. And because you know what? Passion gives the energy for us to fulfill our purpose. Yeah. Um, because we, we need that. We need that energy. We need that drive. And we need to uh, do what we're doing has connection to our hearts and meaningful in order to keep going, in order to keep going. So I feel that the path of passion opens that opens that energy, you know, field for us. And the third path, and it's smack in the middle, intentionally, is the path of pain. Because especially for us entrepreneurs, um, you know, pain is a constant companion. I say that. You yeah. Know, the pain of, oh, am I going to make it? You know, the pain of, you know, is this all worth it? I mean, and then different kinds of struggles and challenges. And I say the path of pain and introducing it to people in a different way, that every pain has a message. Mm -hmm. And the more that we can connect with that message, then that pain actually is our catalyst for growth. That's why they say no pain, no gain, right? <laughs> yeah. It, and is also, it is true. Yeah. And it's interesting because a lot of innovation comes out of pain. So a lot of incredible ideas, if you sit with that pain, maybe there's something even greater for you to learn. And I do uh, workshops and classes on the purpose of pain. Uh, I, so I, I really like that you have that as a path in the book. Yes, because it's, it is, it is, um, it is integral to life. Um, but we see it all seems to always see it in a negative way. Yes. We seem to see it, we, we fight it, we suppress it, mm -hmm. we, you know, discount it, we rationalize it, we just, we numb it. Right. With painkillers, right. Painkillers, all kind of addictions, you know, substance abuse, mm -hmm. to numb the pain, to not feel yeah. it. And so I, I bring it up to say, hey, let's, let's welcome it. Let's embrace it. Let's really find out what what the message is, because that message is for our own good. Um, so um, that, that's the third path. And then when you go through that, the next path opens, and that's the path of promise. And so here- hard to say, this, these paths are sequential. They can, they are sequential, although you can 
you know, if you feel like you know your purpose, you can go yeah. to Amazon apps. They 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 do have a rhythm. They do have a an energetic sequence, but they're also standalone uh, on their own. Um, so the, the path of promise is about your legacy, and I'm saying that. You know, you've gone through a lot. You have some of your, your, the messages. And now you start to live your legacy. Now, now while we're alive, while people can still talk to you. you yeah. Know? And instead of after. But yeah, like, that's powerful to live your legacy now. Right now, right here, right now. And as you do that, the fifth path opens. And that is the path of possibility. And in this chapter, I encourage, especially entrepreneurs and not just entrepreneurs, but, you know, people to start creating a new paradigm and, and, um, and start to looking at possibilities beyond, beyond what we've always known to be, you know, proven, but something that kind of goes out into the limb, so to speak, and create a new paradigm for your business, for yourself, for your career, um, and connect with that. Go back to your purpose, your passion, and the messages from the pain and the legacy you want to live. And then from there, create a new paradigm and um, be open to all these possibilities. Um, yeah, so those are the five paths. And each path, I have exercises at the end of each chapter mind, body, and energy exercises to, to help, you know, the reader connect with their purpose, their passion, dealing with pain, and then creating their promise and looking at possibilities. That's amazing. I think it's so important to embody the teachings that you have, because mm -hmm. then, I mean, everybody learns in a different way, but if you can actually practice it and, and feel that, I think you're more likely to implement it in your life. Yes, yes. And and much of <clears throat> much of the information um, I gathered from the interviews that I, you know, did with people and I say the these entrepreneurs, many of them are my clients, but also friends, you know. And um, in fact, my sister is in the book too, because she just um, kind of she was the epitome of passion mm -hmm. and and you know, when the book was published and you know I gave her a copy and she was just crying <laughs> she oh, said, oh that is the sweetest gift yes. you gave her you know, she said you just you got me you you're you're describing me to a T you are I got to know about myself more than I even realized <laughs> That's so touching. And then a another touching thing is that your mom was channeled through the book. And then maybe she felt the energy of her legacy of your mom's legacy as well. Yeah, thank you so much for that um, note, Carissa, because I, uh, I haven't felt that before, you know, with my mom and, um, and and I I just really everything about and of course she has there's a lot of stories about her in my book and I wrote a poem as oh. a uh, so I just suddenly I just felt this you know swelling of love and gratitude which I probably didn't really get to express you know when she was alive um, but there was 
there was one time, see, my mom was in the Philippines, so and I, I've been here for, you know, 56 some years. And you and live in L.A. still? L.A. I'm in Glendale. Yeah. Glendale, yeah. I live in L.A. And my mom, you know, for my, I have three siblings in the Philippines. I have a brother in San Francisco. But so every year I would visit my mom, my family, my siblings and my mom. My, my father passed away in 2004. Um, and so there was one time I visited my mom and sitting next to her, she looked at me and she said, oh, do you know, I wish I could be like you. Oh, wow. And you looked up to her, right? You idolized her? Like, what, mom? What did you mean? Like, I looked up to you. I was just like, just, yeah, I wish I could be like you. And this very sweet and sincere. I, I never forgot that. And it's been like, oh, uh, yeah. See, my mom was such a tiger mom. So, so that softy in her, no, we never really got to see that until much later on, much later on. You know, and I, and I understood writing the book. I understood why I understood so much of her pain. I understood so much of her struggles. And I feel that each of us has the capacity to do that. And if we can actually understand people from that deeper, deeper, you know, aspect, that deeper dimension, that I think we can create a much better world. We can create, you know, this world of, of really gratitude, um, you know, respect, uh, um, that deep love deep love mm. so I felt so uh like a great blessing and privilege that that to me that is more the reward for me in terms of writing the book um but I haven't mentioned Carissa is I started to write back in 2000 okay after working with uh, spiritual teachers and realizing the my spirituality, I thought, I really want to write a book. Mm -hmm. I met up with an author and who's also a writing coach. And she helped me. Uh, uh, she helped me put together a book proposal with um, annotated chapters and sent it to two publishers. This was back in 2000. So I had no idea <laughs> that, you know, traditional publishers would just, mm, nah. <laughs> 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 so, so did yeah. you but did you have an agent did you submit it through an agent you just submitted it oh yeah totally they just go not nah. yeah I know I've met with yeah I've met with publishers they basically are like there's no chance <laughs> well I had no idea right I just had this you know confidence and yeah. then and then I didn't hear from anybody and so then oh okay I guess I guess whatever so I put it aside that was in 2000. In 2021, I was listening to this uh, marketing videotape. Yeah. Jackson was in that. And so I was listening, you know, and they said, do you have a message in your heart that you want to share? Uh -huh. And I go, 
Yeah, I do. I do. I do. I have a message in my heart. <laughs> I have a lot of lived experiences that I feel like. Yes. I right? So that's, I go, okay, I think I'm going to do it this time. So what is that? 22 years later. And, uh, and then, you know, I just really poured my heart and soul and, and then uh, finally in 20, uh, finally last year, I, you know, self-published it and um, it, and, and it did make Amazon bestseller. In the first so I, congratulations. Yeah. I was wondering if you did a hybrid model of publishing, you know, because they, they have some publishers where you buy a certain number of copies and they help you market, but you're completely self-published. Yes, 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 I, yes, I am. Okay. And now, congratulations. Thank you, Carissa. Thank you. Um, so I, I feel again, that's another example when that seed is in your heart. Um, it's just waiting, you know, it's just waiting to, 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 to blossom. It's the same abundance and success. It's inherent in us. It's just waiting to be uh, embodied. And mm -hmm. then being clear about what that means to us. What does abundance mean to you? Because it could be different for another person. Yeah. And the, the key is to find that, to find that what is true for you. Um, and so 22 years later, here it is. And, um, I, you know, I feel that um, it's a way now to honor the lessons that I've learned and that hopefully uh, through the book, which I'm, I've also converted into an online course. So oh, that, wonderful. Yeah. That's amazing because some people learn better or you could do both buy the book and do the online course. Yes. And in fact, in the online course, um, it's, it's called more uh, five paths to your abundance and success. And it's, it's, it's experiential, even though it's an online course and mm -hmm. because there are exercises, there's some, you know, uh, assessments to help you kind of see where you're at. And, and then um, there's a once a month group coaching uh, as well as, you know, you have a copy of the book. So I, I felt, okay, maybe this is the next extension, you know, this is the next evolution. Uh, always, as you know, for yourself to finding ways that we can help people as much as possible, as many times as possible. Yeah, that's wonderful. It's so, so beautiful to say that. So let's talk about, you've talked about the inner centered entrepreneur a few times. So what is that type of person? And, and can we become that if we're not? Okay. Yes, yes. Um, well, of course, my answer is yes. <laughs> yes, we can become that. Um, so inner centered, um, in this case, I said entrepreneurs, because they were my focus. But I do believe it, we can all be inner centered. And that is the our capacity to connect with our truest self, our inner voice, our inner guidance, our inner wisdom. So the locus of focus, if you will, is internal. Inner versus outer. Um, 
we truly have been conditioned to rely on external sources. We have been conditioned to, to well, just going to school, right? Okay, we have teachers, we have pre the Catholic religion, teachers, priests, all, all, of course our parents. And so all of these external voices telling us who we are, what we should do, what we shouldn't do. And yet we haven't really been taught how to connect inside. Mm -hmm. That's true. In, in, the, in the Catholic religion, of course, there is the soul. And, and um, but I don't remember being taught how to connect with my soul. I don't remember being taught, this is how you listen to that inner voice. I am taught about, I was taught about conscience, um, but I wasn't necessarily taught, how do you listen to that? How do you trust that? So inner centered for me, uh, I came up with that term because the inviting everyone to focus first, first, inside, listen and trust and trust that inner voice, that inner guidance, kind of like an inner GPS oh. <laughs> um, that really knows for us, that really knows what what is best for us, what the next steps, and that they are beyond the external, you know, uh, external information. And then once we connect with that and we use that as our North Star, our compass. And so then we see all of these, you know, we see the news, we read a book, we talk to somebody, and the, all of that is information. Then I would say at the end of the day, or maybe first thing in the morning through mindful meditation, when we connect with that inner voice, then we're able to say, oh yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I think I'll do that. I think that feels good because now we have connected inside of us um, to guide us. Not only external information, Carissa, but also thoughts and emotions. You know, sometimes we go by this is what I think. Oh, this is what I feel. You know, and then, but that's not necessarily coming from the inner voice. It's coming from habit. Ah, and patterns, repeating patterns, exactly. patterns. Mm -hmm. um, You know, just a side note. Mm -hmm. uh, Mother's Day morning. Happy uh, belated Mother's Day to you. Same to you. Yeah. Um, I got up and, but I was feeling a little bit concerned about my husband because he was coughing. And so I thought, oh, maybe, maybe we would just not go out, you know, for Mother's Day. So I was like, and he was waking me up, come on, get up. You said you wanted to go to this restaurant for breakfast. And I'm going, nah, it's okay. We'll just go get morning buns. You know, I was just like this low energy. Do you know though, I heard my inner voice that said, it's not about how you feel. It's about what you said you were going to do. And oh. because the night before, I already kind of wrote out what I was. Yeah, and what you wanted. Yeah. I heard this voice that said, it's it's not about how, how you feel right now. It's about what you said you're going to do. And mm -hmm. that day is your day. And it's the day of all the mothers in the world. That's what you want to celebrate. Oh, beautiful. So, you know, I just like got up. Okay, I'm ready. 
<laughs> but, and I just said, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, my soul. Thank you, my inner voice. Thank you for giving me that message. And it's, and the more I feel that the more we listen, the more that that voice gets stronger and, and, um, and it will always lead us to what is right. Because that inner voice is inherently good. That inner voice is inherently about love. And that inner voice is inherently about doing good for ourselves and for humanity. Yeah. Mm. That's amazing. Such incredible advice. Is there an exercise you can do from the book? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Oh, look how excited you are. I love it. I love it. Okay, so it's very simple. And as much as you know, you know, you're probably on the computer like I am most of uh -huh. the time. So this is it's called you may have heard of it because they use it in other modalities, but it's tapping, body tapping. So yeah, so sometimes, sometimes it's called EFT emotional freedom technique and it's tapping. Yeah. But it's pressure points on the body. I I'm not trained in it, but I know about it. So there are so many, like a few variations of it. Um, but you know, when, um, so part of my background also is for eight years, I was a holistic wellness headmaster. And so where I was trained in mind, body, energy, you know, principles and practices. And so I had a center. And so I saw a lot of people. Many, That's so amazing. Many of them were like me. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can relate to them. You had deep empathy and you've been there, I'm sure. Because I have been there. Yeah. And so I really, you know, uh, one of my best experiences in life. Okay, so but your your fingertips are the most sensitive acupressure points in your body. Okay. And do a very simple one and tap your brain. And what is and this do for us? Yeah, so now it opens the cells, the brain cells. Okay. You're overthinking something or anxious about something. It helps you relax your brain. Mm. And so tap, 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 and then just feel, mainly feel, feel your tapping. Breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth. Just feel, stop your thinking. Stop like, oh, is this working? No, stop that, just tap. <laughs> <laughs> and then your forehead, you know, tapping your third eye or your sixth, you know, chakra. And then your temples, breathing in, breathing out. Keep your body relaxed, your cheeks, and smile. Then the back of your neck. Okay, and now I'd like for you to stretch one arm and tap your shoulders. Now this time with your palm. All the way down. And same, same hand. Top of hand and tap with your palm so you can open the energy points. Okay, and now stretch and tap your armpit and your rib cage. Good, back up. 
Okay, and now sweep down. Okay, and now I'd like for you to just straighten your spine, breathe in through the nose, out through the mouth, and please feel that arm that was tapped and compare it to the other arm. How, how do you feel? How does it feel? It feels warm and loved. Feels loved. Does it feel good? Yeah. I mean, it feels, it feels just like, ah, oh, you're paying attention to me. Mm -hmm. it's wonderful. wonderful. And it's so interesting because I didn't know you were going to do a compare. And I was like, oh, I got to do the other arm. The other arm is like, what about me? What about me? And I want to feel that way. Exactly. And I was just about to ask you, what about the other arm? How does it feel? You know? Yeah. And, um, if you know, how, well, how does it feel? I'll just ask you. <laughs> it just feels a little bit cold and it feels um, a little bit disconnected. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yes. The, and the reason, and of course you can, we can do this some more, but um, the reason I, I did ask you now to compare is because most of the time that untapped arm is what we think we are. You know, we, and, and, and when I, I, when I, I do teach, you know, uh, for corporations, leadership training, and I always start with these exercises and in oh, the beginning, wow. they would look at me like, oh, you're so weird. And I go, yeah, I am. But you know, Hey, give it a try. Let's try. <laughs> but you already hired me. So, you know, you might as well embrace it. And then they love it. And then yeah, you know, I bet. I bet. Feedback. What's your what was most memorable? Fatima's exercises. Exercise, yeah. Oh my gosh. The thing is that the untapped arm feels kind of cold, like you said, disconnected. And that is our current state. Ah, insightful. And then we think that this is the way life should be. No, no, no. We, we created that. We disconnected. So now you have a way of reconnecting. You have a way of awakening. You have a way of showing love. Like you said, you feel love. So very simple. So, you know, doing whole body, the EFT is something more specific, especially. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. Just for, you know, just for a quick way to awaken, you know, five minutes everywhere. That's one. That's okay. right. The other I way. Just opening. So. Oh, yeah. No, um, we don't have time for another one. I'm sorry. I love it, though. It's been such a pleasure getting to know you and hearing about your book, More yeah. Than Money, Five Paths to Abundance and Success for Inner-Centered Entrepreneurs. And really for everyone, if you want to become inner-centered, I'll put your website and how to buy your book in the show notes. So thanks for being on my show today. Thank you, Carissa. That's it for today's episode of Zen Success. Head on over to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to shows. Zen Success is also available on the radio in select markets through amfm247.com. Subscribe to the show and share with friends. Be sure to head on over to zensuccessshow.com 
to help you on your Zen success journey. And join us on the next episode. May you find your own Zen success in life.